This is Pat Soundbites Unplugged. Unplugged. The podcast where all the artists go to tell it as it is. Careers, music, tours, and more. And here's your host, the man that refuses to eat squid, Pat Calamari. Hey, Pat Calamari here, host of Pat Soundbites Unplugged podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing. And thanks for joining me on this killer journey. Episode number 114. Well, talk about a worldwide podcast. Now, here's a country I have never chatted with anybody in my lifetime. And yes, this country loves music just like we do here in the States and all over the world. My special guest today, well, he's considered Israel's ambassador of the blues. And he is guitar slinger Mr. Andy Watts. And Andy put out an album last year, it's called, uh, late last year, I should say, called Supergroove, which features Joe Lewis Walker. And Joe is an incredible guitar player and blues uh, musician in his own right. And uh, Joe does the vocals and uh, back and forth with Andy. And uh, we have a great chat, learned a lot talking with Andy Watts. We talked about the music scene in Israel. We talked about the uh, culture just in uh, Israel. And, you know, a lot of bands uh, always say, well, we're playing in Europe, but I've never really heard a lot of national acts that say, hey, we're, you know, we got shows in Israel and Tel Aviv. So learned a lot from Mr. Andy Watts. He's got a great sense of humor. His album, Super Groove, is uh, electrifying rockin' blues tracks. He's an incredible guitar player. He's got a soulful voice. And everywhere that I have read, it certainly singles out that Andy is without a doubt the um, top blues artist in his home country of Israel. And certainly he's looking to expand his presence worldwide. Check it out, Andy Watts, blues artist Andy Watts, coming from just outside of Tel Aviv, right here on Pat's Soundbites Unplug. As always, live, love, and laugh a lot, because life is way too short. Enjoy. Hi, everybody. This is Andy Watts, blues guitarist from Israel, and you are listening to Pat's Soundbite Unplug. Oh, yeah. WBXO Classic Rock Redefined in conjunction with Pat Soundbite's Unplugged Podcast. Really cool honor today to have singer, songwriter, and premier blues guitarist who's earned the reputation as Israel's ambassador of the blues, blues rocker, Mr. Andy Watts. What's going on, Andy? Oh, great. Thanks, Pat, for having me, and uh, it's an honor to be on your program. I'm doing great. How are you today? I I am doing terrific, and uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the phone calling in from uh, Israel, and uh, that is really cool. I had never had that uh, happen before, so there's always a first for everything, and you got a great uh, album out that uh, came out, I want to say September in the fall, Super Groove, really highly charged, electrifying rock and blues tracks with one of my coolest friends, 
Lewis, who lives not far from me, Mr. Joe Lewis Walker. Man, how cool is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, me and Joe go way back. Uh, um, as a way, you mentioned me as, as, as Ambassador of the Blues. Well, that, that, that's actually something that the Blues and, and Rock News magazine from California minted. Um, as, as a matter of fact, for the past 10 to 12 years, I've been very busy bringing the best of the blues in the world, that means from America, over to Israel to perform with me in my band and to record with me. The purpose of that would be that I want to enlarge the audience in Israel. I want to expose them to the real deal blues from America. Obviously, that would be self-fulfilling. If I would widen the audience in Israel, I would also have more people coming to my shows and listen to the music that I'm doing and recording. And uh, I have brought Joe three times to Israel over the years. He also uh, sang the time track on my previous album from 2018, Blues on Fire. Um, and also brought Lucky Peterson twice, Rest in Peace, by Yonder Winter, Rest in Peace, Bernard Allison, Rick Estrin, who is playing on the album under his alias name, Hosting Hank. He recorded two tracks with him. That was really funny. And of course, Kenny Neal, who is also co-producing the album, among others. What? But you mentioned uh, uh, you know expanding the the blues into Israel. Um, I, I, obviously, I've never been to that beautiful country. Tell me, Andy, what what's the music culture like? What is the preferred uh, type of music that the uh, the folks listen to over there? Well, I have to make a, a very clear statement that blues is not the mainstream music in Israel for obvious reason. However, it's growing. Blues and jazz scene is alive. Um, my uh, performances are centered around Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Haifa, the biggest cities. We have the bigger venues or festivals. Music scene as such is, of course, Israel has is at the crossroads. It's a melting pot, culture-wise, food-wise, music-wise. And that's reflecting itself in the music, too. Um, yes, you have a lot of Middle Eastern rhythms and a lot of things for uh, jazz or fusing or rock. I have not incorporated that kind of vibe in my music, but of course I haven't really, I don't need it because I found my music direction I'm following. And it's, uh, I have a large following in Israel and it's working out, but it's a very lively music scene and, and a melting pot, I would say. Oh, that's beautiful. That's great that you're able to, to really bring it out there and you got a great fan base. How did you get involved? What, what was your, how, what was the first time uh, your love of music was, uh, was your family, your mom, dad, somebody, uh, a musician, or the first time you picked up the guitar? Who were your influences? Wow. I brought up in, 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 a, in, a, in a house full of culture music, and that, that's, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And my, my father used to, uh, uh, bless his memory, he, he, uh, he used to, um, uh, for my weekly allowance, put five vinyls. And I had to say, the, uh, well, he was using classic music at that time. That maybe maybe go in a different direction to to rock. It took a long time before I could listen to classic music again for obvious reasons. But if I could say four um, classic pieces, a composer and the, the piece that was played, I would get my my weekly allowance. And if I could say all five, I get a bonus. 
Oh, yes, it maybe was schooling my musical memory from an early stage. And um, I was more into tuning into American radio stations. I listened to blues, listened to Albert King, Albert Collins, Hendrix, um, P.D. Green. I'm a big fan of P.D. Green, very influential uh, for my playing. And uh, that made me pick up a six-string. A friend of mine showed me a few basic chords, and um, I never took lessons. Um, I don't read music. I'm not proud of that. So I probably break all the rules that are in music. <laughs> but it works for me, so I'm completely self-taught, you know. So I, I don't feel I have any limits when I play. You know, I, I, I follow my instinct and what, what my musical ear tells me is right to do. So, um, I mean, if you listen to the album, you cannot really put me in a box because it's, it's blues, it's blues rock, it's rock, it's psychedelic, it's a bit funk, a bit soul, a bit jazzy. It's all that, and I think that's healthy for the blues to rejuvenate itself to, to you know, to, to move forward. Absolutely. I agree with you on that. I, I agree. I like the diversity in an album and uh, the, the tracks that stick out that seem to um, seem to be my favorites, Andy. I love Straight Shooting Woman. Um, I love Burning Deep with Joe. I love Blues in a Month Club with Eliza. I love Living Hand to Mouth. Those are the ones that really uh, made a kind of an impact got my attention. I love the harp on Living Hand to Mouth. Wow. That is like, that, that's, wow, that's man, awesome. That, that, you know, that one, that one was, we did live. Rick Hester was over for three shows, and that was a blast live. I said, listen, Rick, I'm going to take you to a studio in Israel. It's not maybe the high-tech uh, palace that you use. Oh, man, I'm old school, Rick said. Oh, that's good, because that's where we're going. Because the studio where I'm playing and recording in, in Israel, in Lexa Tel Aviv, that is in the kibbutz. Kibbutz is outposts that were formed, uh, that were before Israel was was formed in 1948. Sort of, not the Wild West, the Wild East, you can say. You know, outposts around, uh, agricultural settlements. And um, this kibbutz has an old chicken shack that they converted into a studio. And it's analog, and it suits me because it's old school. I'm looking for that big, warm sound. I can be with the musicians in the studio, and I like it. And um, I took Rick with me to um, record Living Hand to Mouth in the, uh, in the studio, and he is just blasting his harp on that song. And the funny, the funny detail is he told me, listen, Andy, don't write Rick, write Coasting Hand. tag into the album, Andy. I wanted to just ask you one more thing. Do you get a lot of national acts that tour in Israel? Yeah, I mean, we. I bring a lot of... Um, I had a lot of shows, obviously, the cancer. Joe was supposed to come over again in May. We had to change that for obvious reason. 2020, I had some other a guy, a great guy from Mississippi, Mississippi, to come over. I have some guys that I have you know, uh, 
lined up for coming. But regardless of that, there's a lot of other shows coming to Israel, obviously, and performing. Um, have you seen uh, Buddy Guy been here, uh, Joe Bonamassa, many others. Oh, great, great. That's, that's what I was at. You know, they, they always post, hey, we're going to Europe. And, you know, you think, well, the UK, you think Germany, France, Italy, maybe Spain, uh, Sweden, but you know, nobody's ever really said, hey, you know, I'm going to Tel Aviv. But it's great to know from an insider that, you know, Joe Bottomessa and, and guys have played there. So that's, that's. Yeah, well, when you had a moment, you know, you should know. Also, I had artists for political, I tried to avoid political and well music I, I you know politics is a different thing music is something that that makes people to come together politics are things that are dividing people music brings you together that's the way i look at it oh no and unfortunately uh, a lot of these decisions for artists to come to israel is politically loaded so uh, israel used to have before you know um acts we, we have acts but many of them maybe they say oh a lot of elderly uh, uh, artists coming to Israel, you know, before they, you know, before they, they don't book them in Europe. Well, that's not really true. That was maybe before, but without a doubt, maybe a high, many high-profile artists that wanted to come and perform in Israel were pressured on social media and all over to cancel their acts in, in Israel, and that's unfortunate because I think it's better if there is some issues to be solved. I don't think it should be involving culture or, uh, or punishing on the on the music act but that has slowed down lately it was uh, more uh, maybe five ten years ago it was more of that yeah i see more and more people um Israel, uh, before obviously this whole COVID thing last year, I mean, Israel, they're always um, um, advertising, you know, come to Israel, come to Israel. And I see more and more flights to uh, more and more, more and more friends of mine have, have traveled over there. So, uh, yeah, no, it's it's kind of the, pop, the the political, you know, the whole violence in the Middle East. I, that, that, I think that's finally calmed down a bit and uh, more and more. Like oh, I said, yeah, more definitely. and more. Oh yeah, definitely. That was the, the tourism has been growing tremendously. We see the potential to come in here to maybe, maybe particularly these days, probably the only real stable country that you have in in Middle East with a more of a Western-oriented society, economy, and something that you can relate to if you're coming here as an American or as a European, without a doubt. And um, that that's been seen. Obviously, obviously, like anywhere else in the world, the COVID nineteen Corona has changed the plans for for many people in the world at the moment. Right. Yeah. No. no I appreciate you taking the time and just explaining that end of uh, of the country out there. Now, getting back to the recording of uh, your your cool album here, Super Groove. Uh, you talked about the one studio. What was the recording process with Joe and Eliza, and uh, you know, working with Kenny Neal? Was did you have to send wave files back and forth, or was Joe and everybody able at the Time to come and do it together. I was pretty, pretty simple also because I don't write music really. So, but I do when I do write the songs on this album. Five of these songs I have written, and five songs are covers. But when I do covers, I am not a big fan of copy paste. I want to put my own stamp on it. I want to stay 
true to the and under the original artist. However, I want this song that it suits my musical concept, it suits the setup in the line of musicians I'm using, and I want it to flow with the album that it has something to contribute and not sucking energy out of the, of the album, is contributing energy to the album. And um, the process for me to recording is that I normally I'm working with the music first. I'm working with that. You know, it's blues. You need a good riff. You need something happy. It's something that really makes you feel this is the right thing. And once you have the music sorted out, then you need lyrics. And I write lyrics gray. So I don't write black and white story. I write it gray. And uh, a good example of that would probably be Burning Deep which I must admit that I wrote it, having Joe Walker in mind. And I think he did a tremendous work with the vocals on that song, outstanding. And um, one of the lines that Joe wrote, Joe really liked the lyrics, uh, something happens to us in our professional life, personal life, and there are some people out there that have this ability to bring the best of the worst out of you. This is not pleasant, but it is something that can happen, and I build a song around that. And many times, I do a question from uh, from people in the world if I meant that and that in my songs that I have written, and I say yes to every question because it's up to the listener to make his own decision. You see, that's art, you know. <laughs> Beauty is in the ear of the beholder. <laughs> exactly. But uh, regarding Joe, I um, I recorded everything in Israel. I went in, I did a guide, and I decided to really treat Joe nice and send him over with a ready blasting horn session because horn section because I wanted Joe to give it all. And I thought if I have everything ready with a horn section, I know Joe gonna get fired up and do an outstanding vocal job and he did it. Oh, he he knocked it out of the park to uh, track burning deep. Joe's got uh, terrific vocals. I've seen him perform numerous times, and he's such a cool cat to hang with. I mean, I just love it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And then uh, you got the powerhouse he folks. He's been around. He met many people, you know, among Michael Bloomfield and others. He, I heard, you know, every time we, we meet, I, uh, he has always something new coming up, always. I don't think he gets enough credit, really, for what he does, honestly. I, I, I just don't, I don't think, you know, people, he might not be Buddy Guy, but, you know, Joe is Joe, and uh, he's, he's a power force in his own right, and I just, every time I see him, he, he knocks me out, uh, and, and I just oh, don't yeah. think he doesn't get enough uh, real credit out there, but uh, he's had some really good albums out, and he's doing really well, so uh, I was really uh, happy to see that, uh, listening to your track with him and and I did listen to Blues on Fire your previous release with Joe so uh, I was right. I was kind of familiar with that to see that he's uh, collaborated with you so he's good and then you oh, yeah. added the uh, powerhouse vocals of Eliza Neals wow that's uh, she's wow. got some yeah, range that's a, that's a track by, by that's a track by Joe from 95 obviously and uh, I love that I played that many times live with Joe on stage we did that many times, and I said, you know what? I'm going to cover that song, but I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to do a different take on guitars, because obviously we all have different sounds. I have my own signature sound. He has his way to do it. I'm going to change it, and I'm going to 
put a whole section into give some beef it up a bit and then I'm going to take a female vocalist but someone that got the pipes to do it and Eliza Neal from New Jersey she is outstanding I mean she, she studied opera and changed direction and went into blues and I think that's awesome yeah, she she's she's a powerhouse and a half there, and that's and I agree with you. You know, a lot of people do cover songs, but I don't want to hear the exact of you know an imitation of whoever put it. I want to see their style. I want to see what they bring to the table, and that's what makes it interesting to me. So I mean, a lot like I said, anybody can do cover of a great song, but as you mentioned, I think it's really important that you put your feel, your style, and add something, uh, add a different element to it, which really. Um, brings it out sometimes. Sometimes the the, the, the the people doing coverage makes the cover even look so, so much better. I mean, that's just me, maybe. Oh, yeah. I mean, I remember the first time I heard All Along the Watchtower from Henry's that was, woo, that took me, that took me places, you know, that's that's just how things are, you know, that's, that's, that's a very famous version of, of a Bob Dylan song, for example, and many other, many, many other uh, examples as well, but that's my intention. When I put something, I just felt that's right. Powerful vocals, it suits the concept of the album. Blues of the Month is in, and the same thing. I prepared everything from here. I, I did the bar, I did the guide. I, I uh, with the band, um, with the attitude of the horn section. For me, when I record and play, it's all about the attitude. When I go into the studio, I don't do 50 takes. For me, when I'm in the studio, it's about a state of mind. I normally do max three takes because after that, you're only going to listen to the mistakes you did previously. It's the state of mind of you when you go in, you play with confidence. You have to close your eyes and see a musical pass ahead of you. And you're going to follow it and you're going to cut that rope holding the balloon and let the art flow in your veins. And then the note's going to find you. And then you're going to have to bring it out. That's something that you have just to, to trust. So if you mention the frustration of woman, Joe, Louis Walker is the one to blame that I'm making a one and a half a minute guitar outro because he told me in America, Andy, people like to like the guitar. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I did that. And that is a one take. All that thing is not edited. It's wow. in the room with my musicians. I didn't touch it. We ended it. You cannot edit that kind of stuff. We just looked up and we ended it perfectly together. So we didn't touch it. It's one take. Boom. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a really it's a great album and uh, like I said I fell in love with well four I I know they're all very good I mean there's something that just stick out that we're definitely gonna put on our rotation Andy how hard was it to come up with a decision to release the album even in this COVID time where you really couldn't go out and support it live. Did you feel it was better to get it out anyway uh, so the fans can hear it? Uh, thanks for that question. It was an interesting question. Um, I want to tell you, when I did this, everything in this album was made before the corona come upon us. So I have not written anything in the lyrics giving a hint about any kind of misery that you want to sing about in the blues. Blues can also be happy. Blues most of the time, as Willie Dixon said, 
My women left me. I got the blues. She came back. I got the blues again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're killing so, me. You no, know, I'm saying it. So, so when I had that, there's only one song in this album that can give you a hint of worst times to come. And that's my good friend Rick Estrin's song, Living Hand to Mouse, which unfortunately is relevant today. Um, but the decision was really uh, with Tone. I, I mean, I'm an Israeli blues guitarist, and it's a great honor for me to be signed on a major American blues label like with Tone, incorporating with, with Kenny Neal's um, uh, label, Boga. They said, listen, Andy, we're going to release this album on the 4th of September. People need something to listen to. They need music. And a lot of people maybe don't decide to release it. We are releasing. And I think it was the right decision because we have been now 18 weeks on the Roos Music Report charts. Uh, we peaked at the sixth place, but we always around the 15s. 70s, 18th place for 18 weeks straight. Uh, we have reached the ninth place on the UK IBBA charts, uh, album of the month in Sydney and Japan, or all around. So obviously, we must have done something right. Now, it was an excellent decision. My radio show is, my theme of my radio show is keeping new music alive on the radio. So I love when somebody puts out an album. And it, it, with the whole COVID thing, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. Should I? Shouldn't I? I can't do it live. Is it going to get lost? But with everybody home in lockdown, it was a perfect decision to get it out there. So now people look forward to seeing you when this thing finally goes away and you could play it live, that they're aware of it. Wow. Because, you know, as an artist, when you play some of your normal tracks and then you go, hey, I want to play something off my new album. Everybody goes to the bathroom or goes gets a drink. Now, they all know, you know, Straight Shooting Woman or Blues in a Month Club or Burning Deep. So I, I think it was a great decision. But I always like to ask just to see what, you know, how how hard of a decision it was for your, for the artist. But obviously, I think it's it's definitely... I have second thought. I have to be second thought to But then I said, listen, to me this cannot be a, the only way that you can get out of this you can't just dig yourself out of a hole you have to change strategy i think that the way today when i told to my band you know a lot of people here in Israel, you have to be you know it's not it's not the end of the world if you have to take a daytime job you have to go through this this is not forever i think the secret is a state of mind and look at the half full glass not the half empty what is the half full glass use your time self-reflect improve something. Fender and Gibson, they didn't know what to do in April. That's all we got. We're going to fire 40% of our, our workforce. No, wrong. Fender and Gibson never ever sold as many guitars in the history of these fantastic guitar companies like in 2020. There must be a lot of new guitarists brewing around the world somewhere. Absolutely. You're like the fourth interview that I've had that has said that, that has really, everybody's so excited. I mean, who would ever think, but music, you know, just brings out the best and people are, yeah, especially a younger generation is generating towards that. Andy, when, when this whole COVID thing uh, finally takes a back seat, can we expect to see you in the States at all? It'd be great to see you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just checking out the bearings. It's a long swim. 
you're killing me. Well, get on that. Get on that. I tell you what. Once you're looking at the attitude, the attitude of Israel now at the moment, I think it's the right attitude. There's a lockdown again, the third time, and the vaccination. They're putting all the efforts in to vaccinate people. We gotta work together. The only way that we're gonna beat this if we realize that this virus is a democratic virus. It affects everybody in the whole world. It's a global thing. We can beat it if we all work together. And the way to beat it is to vaccinate and to pull it together because anyone who had it, he said, you know what? The virus is 10 times worse than the vaccination. Absolutely, and, and you're you're spot on. This this doesn't single out anybody. This is anybody can get it. Doesn't matter who you are. So, I'm 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 biting my fingernails. I haven't been to a live show since last February, and it's it just I can't believe uh, what we've been through. And I cannot imagine you as an artist loving to get on stage and perform. Your first your thoughts when you first get back on stage in front of a live audience. What are you going to think, Andy? Oh, that's, that's, that's a very interesting question. Man. I'll tell you something. The question I ask many times, how am I going to feel? Oh, that's, that's a long talk. Uh, that how am I going to feel when you are um, up on the stage in a crowded venue again Maybe because we're going to get passports here, you know, that you have taken vaccination or something. And how long will it take psychologically for people to go back to be in the comfort zone, to be in a standing room alone or, you know, the real, when you go down to the nitty gritty venues when you have maybe 100, 150 people coming in in a standing room only. I think that, I think that once this is we know that we are safe. Um, it's going to be such a blast. It's going to be such a release of energy. It's going to be the famous blues cash effect. When you keep shaking that bottle and then boom, it's going to come out. That's what I think it's going to be. How far are we from that? That is anybody's guess at the moment. Uh, I really hope that uh, I haven't had a live show since the 11th of March, but I decided early on uh, when I know that we're going to release the album on the 4th of September, that I'm not going to come and let this thing to uh, change my attitude in life. It's time for self-reflection. So I have basically written and penned down a new album uh, for the, the past six months, and I've already been in the studio, you know, working and touching and seeing how I want the parts to be arranged and how to do it. But I, I must say, this album, the next one I will release only when I feel that we have we are back and have caught our breath again and ready to move on after the corona. Totally, I gotcha. A lot of artists go, you know what, that's a great question. I know after the first two songs, just to see the band, just to see the crew, just to see the feel of live energy, it, it, you know, just to even get on the plane to go somewhere and, and to tour, it's going to bring out a lot of emotion, you know. Oh, yeah. People take it for granted. You know, I am a musician. I play, I play. And then you take it away from people and you go, wow, 
I, I hope I get this opportunity again. So yeah, that first time on stage will be uh will be will be very emotional. I oh, would expect. Oh, it will be a total blast. It's going to be such a release of energy. It's going to be such a release. It's going to be crazy. That it's like it's a hope for mankind. Some people that I've interviewed before said, you know what? Maybe this is a test for mankind to see how we will do real crisis management to see that we are humans and can unite ourselves when things matter the most. Maybe. This could also be a sign that this was just a warm-up. Maybe we have other things around the corner that will come. And this, if we have passed this test next time, it would be easier. We were better organized to, to, to deal with these things. I don't think this is the last pandemic of virus going to hit us. And I hope we learn something from it. I, I agree with you. The album is called Super Groove. We're going to be playing a lot of tracks on it. You can check it out. Go buy it today. It's certainly available. And is it on vinyl? Oh, Blues on Fire is on vinyl. This one, not yet, but I am I'm, I'm planning it. However, Winston and Boga being so kind to me to set up a link on my website, which is www.andywasguitarslinger.com. There is a link that, that if you log in to my website, you can listen to the whole album. And of course, you have all these uh, applications, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, if you want to download on and get the album. And I also have a lot of cool videos. Each song on this album has a cool video, an edited cool video. And um, if anyone wants to chat with me, I'm on Facebook, and it was Guitar Slinger, and of course on YouTube. Excellent. I love it, Andy. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I have, my friend. Oh, yeah. I think that we have solved not all the problems, but it's a good start. And the thing that always unifies us is people going out and listen to music. And if you listen to the album Supergroove and you pay attention, yes, I'm kicking that off with Supergroove, which is, which is instrumental. But the rest of the songs, the nine tracks, I was imagining driving nighttime. How would I like to have and experience a pleasant ride, how would I like the songs to fall in place? Why? Because most people are listening to music when they're driving their cars, see? And that's why I ended it on a chill note by cruising out with my tribute to the great and late Peter Green with Supernatural. I love it. Andy Watts, GuitarSlinger.com. Go there today, go check it out. Please purchase the album. That's what uh, that's what it's all about. And, and you can check out Andy also, as he said, on Facebook and YouTube and check out the videos. Andy, thank you so, so much for your time today, my friend. Thank you, Pat. Thank you so much for having me. And all of you stay safe and listen to the blues. Absolutely. Andy Watts from Israel. We can't wait to get him here in the States, right here on WBXO and Pat Soundbites Podcast Unplugged.